The Five Star Zone with Rico Beer and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of The Five Star Zone. I'm your host, Rico Beard. And one thing I've learned in life is, you know what? Kind of like you don't send out text messages while you're drunk and you don't tweet while you're drunk. You don't do a podcast right after a game. So I, I, I waited a little bit of time to really collect my thoughts. And Michigan State played Washington. And, and my God, we all saw the game. It was it was 41 to 7. And it wasn't even that close. It was never that close. Washington played with their food. Washington had over 700 yards of offense. There's It's one of those games that a coach would just burn the tape because there's really nothing you could learn about your team from that game. Unfortunately, it was Harlan Barnett's first game as the interim coach for Michigan State, and he owned it. He says, I got to live with that. I got to know that they set a record while I was the coach, and no one wants that. And, and you know, I don't know what Harlan's future is going to be. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Luke Fickle was not great his first time around at Ohio State. It wasn't. I think Ohio State uh, ended up missing a bowl game, if I am correct. I mean, so it, it was, but it wasn't an indictment. Fickle then bounced back, and Fickle became a great coach. He's at uh, Wisconsin right now. You look at Bill Belichick. His years in Cleveland, not that great. You look at Nick Saban. His years at Michigan State, not that great. So please don't get it wrong. This isn't an indictment on Harlan Barnett. Harlan Barnett was put in a very, very difficult inf- diff- uh, situation. We're weeks removed from the whole Mel Tucker debacle. So this is not on Harlan Barnett. I just want to preface that. But I will say this. It's very simple. If you're Michigan State, you got to ask yourself a question. And it's a very serious question. It's a question that we were all asked as children. And you answered it. And based upon your answer, it plotted your course in life. You were asked a question when you got to college. It plotted where you are right now, if you were successful or not. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? For Michigan State, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? Do you want to be a top 15 program? And by top 15 program, I mean, are you a team? Because the college football playoffs are expanding to 12 teams. If you're a top 15 team, that means that every year you're competing for a spot somewhere within the playoffs. That's good. Is that where you want to be? Is that where you want to go? Is that what you want to do when you grow up? Do you want to become a top 15 program? If the answer is yes, then you have to go out and do top 15 types of things. My biggest worry when it comes to this coaching search, they're going to screw this up, whether it's the board of trustees or it's the board of trustees or it's the board of trustees. Somebody's going to screw this thing up. That's my fear. You're not going to do what it takes to win. If you said you wanted to be an astronaut, then you know what? Hey, you need to take math classes. You need to take engineering classes. You need to be smart if you want to be an astronaut. That's the course of action you need to take. Whatever it is you wanted to do, that's what you need to do. And you got to prepare yourself. If you say you want to be a top 15 program, then you have to go out and do top 15 things. Like you have to go out and get a top 15 type of coach that can that can utilize the players that you have and win games. I'm so frustrated when I watched this. I felt bad because I do think you're looking at probably 75% of the fault for yesterday's game is all coaching. 25% for the players, but 75% for the coaches 
because you're not putting your players in the right situation. I do think that Michigan State has talent. I just think that the coaching staff is squandering the talent because they have their own agendas and they have their own things that they're trying to do instead of using what you have to win. I hearken back to what Kyle Winningham did with Utah earlier this year. He did not have his starting quarterback, but he had a system in place with his offensive coordinator, and they went out there and they beat Florida with their second and third string quarterback, and they did it handily. I look at this game plan and I question and wonder what in the world were people thinking? Are you serious? Did you not know that that was Michael Penix and Washington and you were probably going to get into a shootout? Okay, if you can start off the game by running the ball, great. You can control the clock, fine. But once you get into shootout mode, you have to throw that out and you have to go after them. You got receivers, but you're not using them. You get... I, it blows my mind the, the stubbornness that I see with this staff. You don't put your best players in position to play. You don't get the ball Glover in hands. You don't get the ball into Fitzpatrick hands. These are your main two guys. Okay, I like the fact that Trey Mosley is that he's like the, the safety valve. He moves the chains. But I look at Glover and I look at Fitzpatrick, and when they get the ball in their hands, it's normally big plays. If you don't know what a big play looks like, watch the tape because Washington had 20 of them yesterday against the MSU defense, which then leads me to, did you not know that that was Washington coming in here? The soft zone, it amazes me. I, I think that when the next staff comes in, I, I, I can't see really anybody sticking around. And these guys – they, they're, they're great guys. They're great people. It's not personal. I just don't think that you're Big Ten ready. I mean, case in point, if if if, if right now they all got fired, I don't see any of them in Power Five jobs. I see Mac level. I see Group of Five, but I, I don't see high level Power Five jobs. Like no one's going to say, "Hey, we got an opportunity to get this guy." You know what? We're good. We're good. We'll just stick with what we have. 25% was on the players. Noah Kim, you're the quarterback. He looks uncomfortable. I don't know. Now, the thing is, he looked uncomfortable in the Central Michigan game for a half. And I just said, okay, that's nerves. He calmed down. He was uncomfortable for about a quarter in the Richmond game. I was like, okay, that's nerves. Okay, but by game three, your nerves should be gone. You're the, you've been named the starting quarterback at MSU. He never clicked. I mean, you were seeing high throws until he finally got pulled for Caden Hauser. And I, I don't think that Hauser is that guy either. I, I don't know where MSU is going to go, but I just look at the offense and I'm like, hmm, maybe you need to tailor an offense with the players that you have. And that's okay because good coaches adapt and they use what they have to get results. Instead of forcing the players to play your system, you develop a system that will enhance the players that you have. And that could mean that it changes week to week. But when I look at this offense, I, I, I don't know what it is. And here's the thing. You're not going to track a top name quarterback because who wants to come to Michigan State? Bryce Underwood? You think after watching MSU play three games, he's gonna he's in your state. He's down the road and in Belleville. Do you think that he could even remotely want to come play for this school? Because it's not a fun offense to watch. You don't need five-star players. It's great if you have them, but if you have a good scheme and something to that, that, that works, then yeah, it's excitement. Yeah. 
I don't really see that. The offensive line, I haven't seen developing the offensive line in a long time. <laughs> in a really long time that I've seen, okay, this has gotten you know better. Like these third-year guys are really doing something. I'm not saying holes getting open on a good thing. You know, when you when you look at this with um, you know, when you look at Michigan State and 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 what they're doing, you know, Nate Carter. He's kind of like K-9 where he makes his own luck. He makes his own fortune. He finds stuff that's not there. He's just K-9 without the fifth gear. But it's not like this offensive line is opening up these major holes. And then when they do, it's it's a holding play that brings back a great play. I'm not seeing development across the board. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just not. And I can't blame the, the, the players for that because they come to Michigan State to be taught better. And I, I just don't see the development. It, it, maybe it's me, but then I look at the results on the field and no, look, Washington showed you. It just goes back to my question. What do you want to be when you grow up? You want to be a top 15 program? Washington was ranked number eight. I think they're a little undervalued, but let's just go with that. They were ranked number eight coming into Michigan State. That's what a top 10 team looks like. You were not even in the same area code as them. You were nowhere near where they are. And they came in here. In a hostile environment, state fans, they showed up at the Rose Bowl reunion and they just did their thing and they could have scored. They ran a fake spike. Think about that. I've, I've really never seen that. Like it was, it was a clever. I mean, I don't know why Washington wasted that play on Michigan State, but and then they said, hey, what the heck? We got 38 seconds. You guys want to score a touchdown? Yeah, let's just go down the field and score a touchdown. No problem. Every receiver seemed like they were wide open. And even when they weren't open, they got the one tip pass. When Jordan Alt, he tips the pass, they still get it and they go and they run in. That's what a top team looks like. If you're Michigan State, you got to ask yourself, do you want to be a top team? Do you want to be that? If the answer is yes, you got to go out, you got to do top 10, you got to do top 10 type things. The coaching search is going to come up. And I know, I get it. Larry Nasser and what happened with Mel Tucker. We need a squeaky clean coach. We need a coach that's never had a traffic ticket. We need this coach that's so pristine. That coach does not exist. I'm telling you now. You can go out and get all your people. Well, this guy would be good. If you're MSU and you're hiring a coach that's going to take three, four years to turn the program around, congratulations. You're now in the year 2010. That's when that kind of worked. With the situation it is now with NIL and the transfer portal, look at Colorado. Deion Sanders, I'm not saying he's a great coach. He's 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 doing, but he's doing it. He's getting it done. He flipped a one and eleven team. They are the bell of the ball. The news stations and the sports stations can't stop themselves. They're tripping over themselves to broadcast their games, to, to set up pregame shows in Boulder, Colorado. If I told you this a year ago, you wouldn't have believed me. He's showing you that it can happen quickly. You don't need to wait three, four years because, quite frankly, if you wait three, four years, you're really setting yourself back because I, 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 you're not going to get the type of players it's going to take. You got UCLA, Oregon, USC, and Washington joining the Big Ten. If you don't become a half, you're going to become a have-not. Congratulations, you'll become Indiana. You'll become Rutgers. You'll be everybody's homecoming game. You'll be in that middle tier fighting for the who gives a damn bowl versus the I don't really care about that bowl. That's where you'll end up. 
and praying to God, fingers crossed, that maybe we'll get lucky and get that one guy who could take us to a miraculous double-digit win season. Or you could just go out and hire a coach. Now, I got a coach. I don't think Michigan State's ready for this because, like I said, people talk about Larry Nassar. They're going to be talking about Mel Tucker. I would just go get Urban Meyer. In my opinion, Urban Meyer would just set this thing right from day one. Now, here's the thing. People are going to say, well, he's got baggage. He's got a reputation. Urban had a woman dance on him. Yep, that happened. Okay. He missed the team flight for Jacksonville, and they fired him. You know what else? Urban has won national titles. Urban is a winner at all the programs he goes to, whether it's Bowling Green, whether it's Utah, whether it's Florida, whether it's Ohio State. In college, he's the man. He's had, you know, Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. He's got he's able to recruit because the one big thing for the next Michigan State coach, can you bring in five star players, not get them on campus? Can you actually get five star players to come here? It shouldn't be that big of a chore for you to do that. If you want to be a top 15 team, you should be able to go out and get the highly recruited players. The diamond in the rough thing. It's great. But when you look back to those teams that D'Antonio had, yeah, he had the Jack Conklins, but then again, if you look at that D-line, they were a bunch of four- and five-star guys that D'Antonio was able to bring in. You need to do that. I look at Urban. Urban, can he's like a light. He's a beacon. And a matter of fact, here's the other thing. Before you're like, man, you're crazy. You can't go get Urban Meyer. He's tainted. Once again, don't care. If you're Michigan State, put on the black cap. No. No one in the media will ever say anything positive about you. If you're waiting for that article, well, hold your breath and you'll pass out and just tell everybody what you want them to do with your body because you're never going to see it happen. They're not going to write positive things about you. No matter what happens, Larry Nasser is going to be something you're going to have to live with. And now Mel Tucker is something you're going to have to live with. So if that's the case, move on because you know what makes people forget about that? Winning. No one talks about the criminals that Georgia has. Why? Because Georgia wins titles. You know what people in Texas don't talk about? How Steve Sarkeesian got fired at USC. They don't. Why? Texas is winning. So they don't care what he did. And deep down, you really don't either. You want Michigan State to win. But if you want them to do it the right way, well, the right way means congratulations. You'll be eight and four at the best. And maybe every 10 years or so, you'll get double-digit victories. Here's the other thing that Urban Meyer is going to bring in. If you're worried about, well, Urban's going to cost so much money. So it's not your money. It's not. Find a way to do it. Once you pay Mel Tucker $95 million, you entered into the category of you want to be a big boy. Now, just because you got your feelings hurt and it didn't work out with Mel Tucker, well, you can't go home crying because you slipped and fell and scraped your knee. You get up and you do it again and you find another coach. And once you start winning, you won't remember the other coach. You want to know how? Heck, you found Mark D'Antonio and we stopped talking about John L. Smith. So you go out, you get another coach. If I'm Alan Howler, Urban Meyer is going to have to turn me down three times. Right now, I'll be working the back channels to see what his level of interest is and how much money would it take to get him there. Here's the other thing about bringing in Urban. He would not only would he keep this program together, he's going to draw in top recruits, guys that we missed out on, guys like the David Stones of the world, probably going to come and play for him. You're going to get a top QB, a top level QB. It breaks my heart to see Dante Moore at UCLA. And when he shows up to Spartan Stadium and they have to go out there and play in the Rose Bowl, knowing that kid is from Detroit and he's not in a Spartan jersey. Why? Why would he come here? 
you got to get a coach that will attract that. And here's where it will also help you out. And you look at Colorado, once again, you look at other teams with top coaches. Michigan State, Mel Tucker, before he got fired, pretty much put out the flag and said, hey, we're not getting the NIL money we need because no one wants to support okay teams, also ran teams. But when you're winning, donors will simply say, open their wallet and say, take what you want. I just love winning. I love being around this program. You could have anything you want. Once again, if you don't believe me, fresh off of uh, beating Michigan in that 11-2 and year, Tucker's contract kicks in. Michigan State gets new facilities. Two billionaires are fist fighting to try to donate money to the university. Why? Michigan State was winning. They're not winning anymore. So now the money's drying up because you and I – you, you you could put your $100 in the, whatever, the SD for life program, but you need money coming in. Urban brings in that type of money because people want to know. You will have Fox. You will have CBS. You will have NBC at every MSU pregame. You know, they'll be doing pregame shows from Spartan Stadium. Why? Because he Michigan State will be that new it team. You will generate interest. You will have people nationwide wanting to come here or you could sit back and say yeah i want to be a top 15 team but that's too risky let's go find this that this coach or that coach guys you go that route and you're risking falling into the also ran category in the big 10 four new teams are coming in here now usc i don't know what's going to happen when caleb leaves i don't know washington's going to be when Penix leaves but these are blue blood programs. These are programs that's going to make it difficult. You're already fighting for resources just living around Michigan, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Now you're bringing in these types of programs. You need your own coach to go into battle with them, and you need to fix this thing now. Unfortunately, you won't have three, four years because in three, four years, you'll probably become irrelevant. And in three, four years, it will be like it was before where you're interested into the team until they lose a big game like they lost on Saturday. And then we're saying, when's midnight madness happening? You have to go out. You have to get a coach. And if you don't want Urban Meyer, I get it. He's too risky. And if anybody in the administration is watching this and they're saying, oh, no, 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 you know, you're just some radio guy spouting off. Actually, I'm making sense. And you know it. You got to go and get somebody who will attract kids to this program and somebody who will keep the interest from fans and donors and boosters and alums in this program. If you don't want to go get Urban Meyer, one of your main criteria for your next coach is, well, a couple things. One, fun. You need a name. You need a coach who can come in with an innovative offense. Now, it's going to take a while for defense. You can't do defense right away. You got to get the players for that. I understand that. But offense, if you could bring in the right person who can run a fun offense, you will attract people here. You need somebody who can help develop your players. And for God's sakes, you need somebody who can go out and recruit and get a five-star player. It should not be that difficult for you to get five-star players. You need to go out to get somebody who can bring in, you know, 10 to 15 four-star players because they want to play for Michigan State. And for those who say stars aren't any everything, you're right. But it's a it's a good measuring stick for how good this person could possibly be. A team with a ton of players like that rarely loses. Yes, if you bring in 15 four-stars and three five-stars, 
you know what? One of your five stars could end up being a bust. And five of the 15 four stars could end up being a bust. But you know what? The other ones won't, and they will help you build a championship team. And when you start stacking four and five star players, now you have depth. Now you're looking like those powerhouse teams. With the college football playoffs expanding, you better get to your seat at the table. You know what it is? You better figure out what do you want to be? Do you want to be a top 15 program or do you want to be an also ran? That's a question that you have to answer. I can't help you. I can only give you a suggestion. Thanks for watching the Five Star Zone. We'll be back this week. We'll have other stuff about the Big Ten. I just had to get that off my chest. Like, subscribe, you know, rate the show. I appreciate all of that. Give me the five-star positive reviews. Thank you so much. Tell your friends, five-star zone. I'll be back later on this week. I'll have Howard Griffiths with me on Thursday. But until then, hey, if you're Michigan State, figure out what do you want to be in life? What do you want to be? I'll be talking to you soon.